how many love him this morning? How many appreciate the salvation that was purchased on Calvary Street? How many is a great all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ? And then we really appreciate to see all of you this morning. Amen. Just say, forgot to relay the message to Brother Fanya and Sister Mushavi. Uh, it's just gone with a family commitment of the funeral. That's why she's not here. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, without waste of time, let us turn to our Bibles. Amen. Revelation 19. Revelation 19. Verse 7 to 10. Amen. See the grand, the mother to brother Cloti is here. Amen. God bless you, Mama. You are welcome. You can just wave so that the church can see you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Welcome. Amen. Now, Revelation 19, from verse 7 to verse 10, it says, Let us be led. Shall we read it together? Because it's not only me that is led, but we are. Let the us includes you as well. Let us be led and rejoice. Let us be led and rejoice. How many are rejoicing this morning? How many are led? Amen. I see the daughter to Sister Winnie. Um, God bless you richly. Good to see you with the kids all the way from Australia. We appreciate you. Amen. And give honor to him. Folks, there's one person that deserves our honor. is the Lord Jesus Christ. All men were born and all men died. But he was born, he created himself in the body form and allowed the body to die and raised that body. Amen. God was never born, but he allowed the body to be born so that he can come and indwell the body that was born. Amen. God can never die. He allowed the body to die. Why? Because he had you and I on his mind. Amen. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. Amen. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. Amen. Not the wedding. But the marriage. Hallelujah. The marriage takes you to the wedding. The wedding celebrates the marriage. Are we together? Uh, We are not going to the marriage. We are going to the wedding supper. It's a reception. Hallelujah. But the marriage is taking place right now. And actually not taking place. It has already taken place. Because Eliezer would have never left until we saw our Isaac. Are you here, church? And our Isaac and our Eliezer says, we are even pregnant with the way. Amen. His wife had made herself ready. You, you are his wife. Amen. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. 
Clean and white. This garment has got no spots. This garment is not soiled. It's clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Write. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. There is an appointment that we are going to. There is an appointment that we've got to honor. Are we together? I hope this morning you are being in church. It's not just to behold the pastor interact with friends, but you've got something that is preoccupying your mind. That I'm here for a great preparation because blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true saints of God. And he saith unto me, These are the true saints of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. This is the kind of falling that I can do with. Hallelujah. I'd like to fall at his feet and worship him. Not just rolling on the floor. Amen. Are we together? Amen. The Bible says when Jesus answered them and told them who he was, they fell backwards. Amen. And because why? They were not connected to him. Those that are not connected to him, they fall backwards. Those that are connected to him, they fall at his feet. Hallelujah. And he said unto him, to unto me, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. As we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this morning. You made it possible for us to come to the house of God. Lord, we are here because there is a burden on our hearts. We look at the generation in which we are living in and we can see it is falling apart. And something tells us that when we see the birth pains that this world is experiencing, there is a greater uh, world that is coming. And that is why we are here this morning just to let go of the things of the world and embrace the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you come and move in a special manner in the service. There are people that are here that have got various needs. Some need healing disparately so. Some need employment disparately so. You know all these needs. And as a minister of the gospel, I'm just laying all these requests before the altar. And I know you will action it, Heavenly Father, so that everyone can come back and say, it was not my intellect, it was not my talent, it was not my ability, but it was the Lord Jesus Christ. On that day when I was in the service, he spoke to me and I saw the results in my life. Heavenly Father, help me to step aside. I'm not 
these people are not here interested in my eloquency. They are not yet interested in my intellectual capacity. They need God because in the end time we need God. And without God we cannot move forward. And that is why we gathered in this manner, dear God, not out of a custom, but because we've got an expectation, because there is a promise that wherever two or three are gathered, and are not just gathered, but are gathered in your name, you made a personal commitment that you shall be in our midst. And this morning, these people have got various requests. Some are going through various trials, but Lord Jesus, you know everything that they are going through. And Lord, I know there is no trial that is forever. Every trial is for a season and for a purpose. And Lord, what we need is that as we go through the trial, may you build us, may you capacitate us to become better assets in the kingdom of God. And we say, devil, this service, you've got no role to play. You are not invited in any way. The Holy Ghost has been invited to take the preeminency. And Lord, we want to give way and speak in the manner that you see fit, dear God. And as a minister says, you speak to them, may you speak to me, dear God. Because Lord, all of us, we are depending on you as we commit the reading of the way to you for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. While you take your seats. Amen. I'm just going to speak on this mystery of a wedding garment. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean the mystery or a mystery of a wedding garment. Amen. That is what I am going to be speaking on this morning. Amen. Now, I would just invite you just to read another portion of the scripture, a bit lengthy, but it will give us a perspective as to where we are going. In Luke 14, verse 7, Luke 14, verse 7, you welcome all those that were on the holidays. I see others that are just back for this week. Amen. The likes of Sister Rachel, Sister Angel, you are welcome. Amen. Luke 14, verse 7, it reads in this manner, He put forth a parable to those which were bidden, when he marked how they chose out the chief rooms, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, least a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. Hallelujah. Uh, I think here, Jesus had a way to address even natural issues. It's just an etiquette that when we are invited to a place, don't take the front seat, uh, just take the back seat so that they can move you from the back to the front rather than to move you from the front to the back. Are we together? Amen. Um, humility, that's why... I say it's just a, a basic etiquette, but there's somewhere where we are going. And he that bade thee, and him come say to thee, Give this man place, and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. 
then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. It's a very sorrowful sight when you see God humbles a man or a woman. Amen. We rather humble ourselves before he humbles us. Are we together? And Brother Branham says, if you want to see uh, the most powerful church, you show me the most humble church, then I'll show you the powerful church. Are we together? Then verse 12, then said he also to the him that bade him, when thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also be thee again and a recompense be made thee. So if you invite a rich guy, he would invite you back, and then both of you will be even. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. When one of them that sat at the meat with him had these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and bade many, and he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. The servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is a room. And this morning I want to say for every visitor, there is still a room. Amen. Amen. Verse 23, the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of thee, those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Are you, are you, do you get the scenario there? Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Amen. Maybe just to take you somewhere else, or maybe I'll come to that way. Amen. But I will see as we move right along. Are we together? Now, I said I want to speak on the mystery of the wedding garment. In the ancient times, or especially in the East, during those times, if the master or the Lord or the king, if he had a wedding that was arranged for his son, he would issue out invitations, as you have heard now, 
the Madiba family has issued the invitation. Now, what used to happen in those times, uh, the, the invites would go out, but the invites would be equivalent to the number of robes that are in the wardrobe, so that uh, when the day of the wedding comes, there would be a servant at the door that would take the robe and give to the guests. As they come in, they give you a robe. When they come in, they give you a robe. What the, the reason Brother Branham says they used to do it like that is because during the wedding ceremony, they wanted everybody to be feel welcome and feel uh, equal. Are we together? So that means you were dressed in the same manner and we'll come and show you that that is why this morning uh, in this church we are all equal. Are we together? We may be operating from different offices, but what is fundamental is that we are all equal. That is why we call each other brothers and sisters, because we are on equal basis. Are we together? And that is why, and when I say equal, I mean that, literally so, because... Uh, even though one can be rich, one can be poor, but we are all equal in the economy of God. Uh, are we together? And that is where a lot of churches in the end time are beginning to lose the plot because they treat people based on their social standing. And Brother Bram says, when you begin to see the social structure coming into the church, then you must know that the church has become carnal. Are we together? So, uh, rich or poor, we are all equal before the economy of God. And everyone must be made to be welcome. Are we together? And the garment that I'm talking about is not for the lady, is not for the specific group of people, but it is for everybody. That is why the scripture says, whosoever we left. Are we together? Now, when they came there, the servant would give them out the garments so that they put them on and feel welcome. But while they were there, uh, if we draw from the parable of the Lord Jesus Christ, while they were there and the king knew that all the guests were there and he came to appear before them. Are we together? Mm-hmm. And when he came, friends, the look of the king is very penetrative. The, key, the king's look can see where no human eye can see. Are we together? That is why a genuine believer always is more worried how do the king looks at me. Not how does a fellow human being looks at me. He is the one that has heaven, folks. And then if you get approved by him, that's what matters. Are we together? Because you can be approved by men and be disapproved by him. And that will be the tragedy. And you can be disapproved by men and be approved by him. The main person that you've got to please is the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we together? And then when the king appeared, as we hear from the parable, he looked in the room and picked up a certain man that was not clothed. This is a friend, uh, and he calls him, he says, friend. And there is a way that the Lord Jesus Christ had a way of speaking and I was telling somebody, sir, it amazes me when he comes to, to Peter, Peter, the one that was there that received the revelation, he says to Peter, get behind me, David. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. When he gets to Judas, he says, my friend. 
Hallelujah. Did you get the, did you get the contrast there? Are we together? Amen. So right there he comes to this certain man and he says, My friend, how did you come in? Because I see you do not have the winning garment. That tells you that if he did not have the winning garment, two things might have happened. He must have come with a garment that he deemed to be important and deemed the one that he was receiving to be of lowly class and rejected it and passed into the venue where the wedding was going to be held. Or he might have come through the window. Are we together? What it emphasizes is that there is no shortcut to heaven. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Everything, engineers that are here in the building, they know uh, when you want to produce a specific product, there's got to be a process that is there. Are we together? Coca-Cola makes hundreds of thousands of bottles of two liters of Coca-Cola. But the reason they taste the same, whether you're in Zimbabwe or South Africa or Korea or India, is because well over the process is the same. And because the process is the same, the outcome becomes the same. And I'm simply saying the process of the message has got to be the same. This message must produce the same results, whether you're in Congo or Zimbabwe or Asia, wherever. That is why I'm very suspicious whenever spirituality takes a certain cultural inclination. It makes me, I believe the Holy Ghost, when it falls on a black man, it must have the same effect that it has when it falls on a white man. Are we together? It cannot be that others behave this way because the Holy Ghost has fallen on them. And that is why, folks, we've got to overcome our tradition and our cultures. They've got to die so that we embrace the weight of the hour. Are we together? I, I, I am petty. This message does not need anything from a petty background. Are we together? If you are a Congolese, this message does not need anything from a Congolese background. If there was something that was important in the Congolese background that can make you a better believer, maybe Jesus should have never gone on the cross. Are you here, folks? The reason he went on the cross is because he wanted to create a new genetic pool, which means whoever you are, whatever background you come from, no matter how you deem your background to be impeccable, when the king looked in your background, he saw something that was deficient, and he rejected your background. Are we together? Are you here, folks? We don't know. I'm talking about a wedding garment, and we are going to take you through a process where you see that you can have different garments. Amen. Remember, the Bible says there is a woman in Revelation 17 who was arrayed. She was as well dressed. Are we together? Uh, and then we'll get into that. Are we together? Amen. Amen. Now, I want to, without putting a suspense, maybe I just need to break into the core of my message. The wedding garment... It is the Holy Ghost. Uh, are we together? The way what qualifies us for the rapture, it is the Holy Ghost. Uh, are we together? What makes us to live holy lives, it is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God in human flesh. And, and I said this the other time. 
when you look at the weight in the written form and it is outside if I was to look at this without this being in me I will see a bunch of loss I will see a bunch of thou shalt not do but when this comes and becomes embodied in me it's no longer a bunch of laws. It is a way of life. Are we together? And those that have got the weight outside them, they, they, they are under constant pressure to find ways to tick this weight. They're not happy. Why did he say this? Maybe he said this, it was then, but now is now. We need an updated version. That is why in this church we don't read any Bible. We only read King James Version. Because that is the closest interpretation to the original language. Because all these other ones, it is because an interpreter or the translator had a certain spirit and wanted to modernize the Bible and borrow modern ways. And as a result, we lost a lot of meaning. Are you here, folks? Uh, King James Version is the one that is approved. I hope we are together here. This uh, is it new translation. Good news is bad news. Amen. Yes, go and read. Take your time and compare King James Version with this good news. You will see that over time it lost the meaning. And actually they are busy with a new translation. They say they are tired of God being referred, referred to as a he. They want a Bible that is politically correct, that can embrace women and make sure that they are represented and no longer address God as a he or a she. They must find a common ground. That is a confused generation that we are living in. Are we together? And I'm saying our generation cannot even be trusted to translate the Bible because they cannot even be trusted to know when you go to the restroom. They don't know whether you go to where, uh, hallelujah, some get confused because it's a confused generation. Without the restored weight, a generation becomes confused. Common sense becomes a scarcity in our time. Are we together? And I'm glad that there are people that are still yearning for the old-time fashion revival. Are we together? They want the old-time fashion uh, religion. Are we together? Don't give me the new one. Give me the old one. It, It will do you some good. Amen. It brings things from undercover. It sets you on your path to heaven. Hallelujah. When you eat it, it's bitter in the belly, but it will do some good. Are we together? Hope we are together. I said to the Holy Ghost, I'm going to zoom into the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham says in the Seven Church Age book, he says, now when God is silent, we had better be silent. Are we together? When God is silent, we had better be silent. What does it mean? When God is silent and you speak, you may try to fill up that silence with your own interpretations. But when he has spoken, we had better speak and say what he has already said. If God speaks something, 
we've got to say it the way he has spoken it. And I'm glad you are saying amen, but let me uh, sensitize you to this. When you speak what God has spoken, it will land you into trouble. Because every time what God speaks is never popular with humanity. Are we together? And, and, and I know you are beginning to see the number of people that are speaking what God has spoken. spoken. That number is becoming fewer than few. Are we together? Amen. He told us, he, he told us the evidence or what would happen after being baptized with the Holy Ghost was that we would have the teacher come and teach all truth. So what does it mean? The Holy Ghost is the teacher, but let me read it. But that teacher was an inside teacher, not an outside teacher. The danger party today, the people have left the inside teacher. They have embraced the outside teacher, and the outside teacher is the seminaries, Bible schools. They are the ones that would want to be politically correct in our generation. But the inside teacher is the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter. And the inside teacher will always lead you to the truth of the hour. Are we together? If you say you've got the Holy Ghost, I'm not worried about that. I need to check. Where does that Holy Ghost lead you to? Are Are you with me? If the Spirit wasn't inside, you wouldn't hear the truth and receive it by revelation if you heard it every moment of the day. So what does it mean? We can preach the truth. You can hear the truth. But if the inside teacher, if the Spirit of God is not in you, you can hear the truth every day without responding to the truth. Do you hear that, folks? But when the inside teacher is within you, the inside teacher will make you have an appetite for the truth. Uh, are you here, folks? Uh, how many know that the truth has? But they say, know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We are living during a time where we've got a proliferation or a, a big number of churches, but the truth is becoming scarcer and scarcer. Because the people that are preaching are no longer preaching the truth. They are preaching in order to fill up their churches. But let me tell you, we need to fill up heaven, not to fill up the churches. I hope we are together. If the spirit wasn't inside, you wouldn't hear the truth and receive it by revelation if you heard it every moment of the truth. That was the sign of the indwelling spirit in the days of Paul. That was the sign of the indwelling of the spirit during the time of Peter. When Peter was full of the Holy Ghost, what did Peter do? He came and said, the one that you have crucified, God has made him both Lord and Savior. Are we together? And he came and he spoke to them and identified who Jesus was scripturally. And as he preached, there were many people there from different backgrounds. But everyone had the message in their own languages. And they approached Peter and said, Peter and brethren, what must we do? Because the gospel pricked their hearts. 
Because the Holy Ghost will never be there in the absence of the truth. The Holy Ghost and the truth go together. When the Holy Ghost comes to you, it will show you God's expectations for the hour. Are we together? When you had the Holy Ghost during the time of Paul, you had to be within Paul's cycle. Hallelujah. Why? The Holy Ghost, to show that it was the Holy Ghost, it would have shown you that Paul is the messenger of the hour. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost came during the time of Luther, you could have not remained a Catholic and say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost in a Catholic church. No, Martin Luther was the messenger for the hour. And the Holy Ghost, when it strikes you, it told you that it is no longer Catholicism, but it is Luther that is on the scene. Hallelujah. And when Luther was taken off the scene and Wesley came, the Holy Ghost would have never allowed you to remain with Luther, no matter how great his message was, because now it was a new age. Are we together? A believer is not living in the clay of another age. He's living in the present tense sun, because you can only write today under the current sun. Are we together? And when, when, when Wesley was taken off the scene and the restoration of gifts came through the Pentecostals and the spoken tongues during Azusa Street, you remember the revival that took place. If you were filled with the Holy Ghost, you could not remain with Wesleyans. Uh, maybe just to bring it so that somebody can understand it. If you are doing grade 10, hallelujah, you cannot do grade 10 today, this year, and next day to grade 10. You must know that last year I was in grade 10. But today I'm in grade 11. The mathematics in standard 6 is not the same as mathematics in standard 8. I've left the grade because they confuse me. Are we together? When you get, uh, how many, if you have done mathematics, when you get into uh, 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 grade 8 or grade uh, or standard 8 which is grade 10 yeah when you get into grade 10 then you start doing trinogometry come again Three? oh yes yes there are some people that have specialized on that are we together why are you not doing it in grade 10 in grade 9 why are you doing it in grade 10 it's because as the standard goes as the, the higher you go the higher you get exposed to the material. And if we can be in grade 11 and you start looking at us and say, hey, me, I, you know, I miss what we used to do in grade, in, in, in grade 7, then we know that there is a problem. There is a lack of progression in you. Yeah. Are we together? Because when we are in grade 11, we can't we can wait. Those that are bright students in grade 11, they are already preparing for grade 12. Because they know that goodness, we know that in grade 12, grade 12 is coming, we will much better be prepared. Are we together? Imagine you are in grade 12 and you say, oh my, I need the syllabus that we did in grade 10. What are you talking about? Are we together? What I'm simply saying, Luther was a messenger of God. Are we together? The Holy Ghost used Luther. And all the people that were during that time that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they had to rally around Luther. Uh, are we together? And, and Lutherans used to be big, they used to be spiritual. And later Wesley came. 
And when Wesley came, everybody started because now it was a new messenger was coming. They rallied around Wesley. And when Wesley was taken off the scene, the Pentecostals came. And right there we began to have tent meetings and they were moving around, healing campaigns and so forth. Are we together? And during that time, if we had the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost was going to show you the restoration of the gift. But today, today, it's no longer about the restoration of the gifts. The giver himself decided that in the last lap of the race, I will give myself to the church. Hallelujah. So what if, 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 if I've got the giver, why am I not? And I, I think it's Brother Joseph Latola that put it nicely. And say, if you were to say to your wife and say, listen, if I die, you know there is a provident fund, it will take care of you. She will immediately say, don't talk about that. I'd rather not have the provident fund and the money, but have you. And today the bride says, I'd rather not have the gift, but have the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Now he says, those who were filled, who were filled with the Holy Ghost, had the weight, received it, lived by it. Those that receive, and it has not changed, folks, those that have the Holy Ghost today will hear the weight, will receive it, and will live by it. Those who did not have the spirit, who did not have the spirit, had it only as carnal men and put a wrong interpretation on it and went into sin. In every age, and every age is the age of the Holy Ghost for the true believer. I say in every age, the evidence was the same. Those who had the spirit, the teacher, had the weight. And that spirit in them looked, the, took the weight, taught it, revealed it to them, and they were the group that had the messenger and his message. They took it and leave it. Are we together? Does it, do you agree with me that the Holy Ghost will show you to the truth of the hour? Hallelujah. How would you know that it's the Holy Ghost? That is why I've got a problem, folks. In the end time, even if you can be filled with the Holy Ghost and not know that we are living during the season of Malachi 4, that is not the Holy Ghost. I'll repeat that. If you've got the Holy Ghost or claim to have the Holy Ghost, but it doesn't tell you about Revelation 10, that is not it. The Holy Ghost will always lead you to the revealed word of the hour, to the truth of the hour, and you will hear the word, receive the word, and live the word. Are we together? He continues in the same church age book. He says, now, we have been constantly saying that the true evidence of being baptized with the Holy Ghost is for the believer to receive the weight for the age in which he lives. Did you hear that? The evidence of the Holy Ghost, because sometimes in certain places where you go to and they say this is the Holy Ghost, 
It's just chaos. Yeah. I remember as a youngster, I went into some Oga church, and then when we were there, uh, they, were, they were claiming that it was the Holy Spirit. Everybody was just walking up and down. Some, they were saying they're having a holy laugh. This one laughs going this way. This one is crying going this way. And they were saying, you see, that is the, the Holy Ghost has filled up the building. Let me tell you something. Even a naturally inclined person will look at that and say, I cannot be part of that. God is God of order. He's not God of confusion. Are we together? That's why this prophet, when he came in the end time, in the early stages while preaching, maybe a brother will break into tongues. And the prophet of God will wait for the brother to finish. But as the ministry progressed, there was a time when another woman attempted to speak in tongues while the word was going off. off. Brother Bram said, let that woman keep her cool. And later he said, the Holy Ghost cannot use the minister behind the pulpit and cause confusion right there. God is God of orders. But do you see, we would have never known these things until Malachi 4 came and put them positionally. There is a time for singing and there is a time for the way. There is a time to do everything. The Holy Spirit will never contradict himself when he operates within the church. Are we together? And, and how do we know? Sometimes, and even for the ministers, when we preach and another minister comes and preach, it wasn't amazing during the convention that Brother Latola spoke on the brand new day. And a Sunday before, we were speaking about breaking, the breaking of a new day. And we never compared notes. What's that? The same Holy Spirit that taught Paul is the same Spirit that taught Peter. And when they came together, they were preaching exactly the same thing. And in the end time, it's happening again. Whatever we preach, it must be preached elsewhere. That's why I don't believe in exclusive revelation. God has got a universal program. What he does in Wilbank, he will do in Zimbabwe. What he does in Zimbabwe, he will do in Congo. What he does in Congo, he will do in China. If it's only happening here, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Amen. And I guess when we preach and enjoy the way, our desire is that, oh my goodness, let the brethren in Namibia enjoy what we're enjoying. Let the brethren in Liberia enjoy what we enjoy. Are we together? Because why we understand, we have heard this message in many languages, but the effect was the same. Amen. Amen. Now, we will come to the wedding garment. When, when you, this Bible, Without the spirit of the author, it will, it will cause confusion in your mind. It will bring what you made him to be contradictions. The Bible does not contradict itself. Every time, whenever you see the contradiction in the Bible, just know that your mind is the one contradicting itself. The problem is not in the Bible, the problem is in your head. Because the Bible can never contradict itself. Are we together? And when you take this Bible and read it without the spirit of the author, you you might even be discouraged and say, what are they talking about? But when you've got the spirit of the author, the spirit of the author allows you to connect the dots. 
Are we together? It makes it takes a scripture that you've always read and understood, but once it gets a, a, comes under the light of the hour and you look at that scripture, you look at it differently. That is why under this message, the Bible to us became a new book. Are we together? Why? It is the only. It is the same Bible that we owned many years. It is the same Bible that we carried from different churches. But when we came under the light of the hour, there were certain things that came out of the Bible. And we realized that actually it is the Spirit of God bringing illumination of the revelation of the hour. And then the Bible became a new book. It did not just become a new book. Our way of looking at it, it was from a fresh perspective. Are you with me? Amen. And well, I, 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 I go ahead. God has got a way to sift people. Or when they, when they followed Moses, two million came out following Moses. But no, God knew that not all two million are going to go into the promised land. Yes. Brother Brown says that journey could have taken 10 days. But the problem had it taken 10 days, even Dathan and Korah would have been in the promised land. But God allowed 40 years just to go in cycles so that he can sift a genuine material from a material that is meant, not meant to go there. God has got a, 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 a way of saying things that can provoke people so that those that are not... Uh, because if, 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 if you are in my family or if I've got children in my family and I can speak something that they deem very harsh, those that are not part of my blood will definitely say we are living now. But those that are part of my blood, they will not say, we are living now. Are we together? Amen. I'm bringing you to a point where Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are unworthy of me. That was a harsh statement. It made a lot of people to walk away. But did Jesus get bothered by that? He didn't get bothered by that. He knew that the material was being sifted. And in this message, there are certain things that God allowed to be littered in the message. Those that I will stumble a lot of people and God allow them to be there so that they can sift the genuine material from the material that is not meant to be there. And the material that is not meant to be there is beginning to analyze certain things and say, but what did it mean by that? But the real material is still remaining with the revealed weight of the hour. I'm reading in this message the unveiling of God, paragraph 22. He said... My subject this morning, I trust that God will reveal this. And each time, if you take the tapes and listen, I hope and trust that you have had a spiritual understanding of what that God has been trying to get over to the church without saying it right out. Why? Uh, I've seen a lot of times when you are visiting a family uh, and maybe you are sitting together there, uh, there are certain things that have got to be spoken by the family. Are we together? And because the visitors are there, you are not able to speak about those issues. Are we together? 
and all of a sudden you will see a body language going on and somebody standing up to go and fetch something. But they never spoke to them and say, I need you to go to the kitchen and fetch that. But there is just a movement that they make and another family member catches it and before you know it, drinks are on the table. But they never said, we need drink. There is a way to communicate in cold language without saying it outright. And in the message of the hour, we've got a way of speaking in code without saying it outright, but the real genuine material will catch it. Are you here, folks? When somebody's wondering and say, what are you talking about? Somebody's jumping out of his chair and say, that is the truth. What have you heard is because you heard what the Holy Spirit was saying to the church without saying it right out. Are you still with me? Yes. And he continues, he say, it's a thing. Sometimes we have to say things in such a way that it might thin down. Yeah. It might bring some to go out and some to leave. Brother Mary, what do you mean? We thought we want to pile up people. No, we want to pile up the right material. Yes. Hallelujah. God is not just interested in any person. Yes, he's got a gospel for every person. But he's interested in a person that can change and live that gospel. Brother continues, he says, but that's done purposefully. It it must be done that way. And he said, you will need a scripture on that. He said, unless you drink my my blood and eat my flesh, you are unworthy of me. What was the purpose of that? Why didn't when they wanted to leave, they say, hang on, you didn't understand me. I want to put it in much clearer. No, he turned around and found, say, 10, 12 days. He still continued to say, why are you remaining? Yeah. But Peter said, where shall we go? Because in you are the words of eternal life. What does it mean? There are people that will never leave the messenger of the hour because they are connected to him on a much deeper level. They may not understand certain things, but they say, in due course, we will get the revelation of what he spoke about. Are you still with me? Amen. And in this hour, you can never leave this message Without the baptism of the Holocaust, you cannot leave this message. It's a matter of time where you get tired and get despondent and say, I'm done. But when it is him in you, 40 years later, you feel like you just came yesterday. But if it is you, 40 years later, you are tired. And when you become tired, you become thorny. You, you resemble the desert environment. But when it is him, the same soul that touched you 40 years ago, still touches you today. The same quotations that moved you 40 years ago still moves you today. If for some reason certain quotations expire in your life, there is definitely something wrong. This manna does not expire. But it depends where you take this manna from. If it falls outside and you get a hold of it, you rejoice. But the next morning, it goes stay. But if you go into the presence of the Shekinah glory 
and you partake from the hidden manna, every day it becomes sweeter every day. Uh, are you here folks? How many know what I'm talking about? How many, the, how many have read a book that they read 10 years ago and they read it this way and they discovered things that were not there 10 years ago but it is the same book, the print did not change but it's the same quotation but it moves you in a special manner. What is happening? You are in the presence of the Shekinah Amen. 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 Young ones that just recently got baptized, make sure that where you partake of this manna don't stay outside. Move in the inner court. Don't stay in the inner court. Move in the third court. And right in the presence of Shekinah glory. The more you read, the more you are blessed. Fifty years down the line, you are still rejoicing and say, I thank God. But when you are outside there, it's a bit of revival for a day. But the next day, you are so tired. Amen. Prophet of God says in the message, question and answers, 201, that is the paragraph, oh brother, sister, we are at Kadesh Baniya. You are tasting now. Last night the Holy Spirit fell upon us and came in us like a rising mighty wind. It settled upon many of you. Today ministers have been visiting homes here and there, laying on hands and praying for them that seek in the Holy Ghost. Don't you take a substitute. The devil has got a problem, a, 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 a thing that when you are about to receive the, the truth, he brings an alternative. An alternative is always closer to the truth, but it is a watered version of the truth. How do you test the truth? You test the truth, there is a quotation that I was sending the brothers. You, you, you test the brother says, when you've got a problem, and you find the answer to the problem. You must use the answer, the problem, to test the answer. Are we together? Isn't it so? When you are, when you are busy maybe solving a mathematical uh, problem, you will go the steps when you solve X. But one thing that you do, you've got to take the same answer, run it backwards to the problem, to check whether has it solved the problem. And if the answer cannot stand to the problem, it was a wrong answer. Does it make sense? Are we together? So when there is a problem, what do you want to address? And when you say you found the answer to the problem, what has it addressed? Are we together? And you need to continuously check what is the problem and test the problem against the answer. It will tell you whether the answer is valid or not. What is the problem in the end time? The problem in the end time is a life without holiness. Hallelujah. Men's imaginations are constantly evil, like the days of Noah. But then how do you test that what you've got as an answer in the end time, is it really the answer? We look at the problem that the generation is facing and the answer that you claim to have found. And we check whether your answer is able to solve the generation. And we have looked through during the theo- within the theological cycle and we discovered that theology came but it was not the answer for the hour. Yeah. Are you here, folks? Yeah. Theology did not produce a life of holiness. Right. We look at church nitty. Church nitty did not produce a life of holiness. Right. We looked at education. Did not produce a life of holiness. But we discovered that there is something that God has done in this generation yeah. that is able to produce the quality of holiness.
other system can produce. And that is the message of the hour. That is the message of the hour. Nothing else. And that is why a lot of times people would want to leave the message because they know a life of a, the life that is not holy cannot coexist with the message. No, it cannot go. When you are in the message, it has to be a clear cut, cut, cut answer what you need to do. Are we together? Don't take some kind of a noise. Ooh, churches are becoming noisy. And they confuse no, noise, no, noise with holiness. Don't take some kind of a sensation. Even message people today, they want to come into the realm of sensation. Sensation is what produced the fall in the Garden of Eden. And sensation is what will produce the fall in the end time. The mystery of the hour is the baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation. Are you here? The devil likes to work on sensations. I like I was fellowshipping with Brother Beckett and he mentioned something very striking to me. He says, Brother Madiba, have you picked up that the women that fall in church a lot of times are women that are not married. He says, have you picked up that a lot of times are women that maybe are widowed? He says, his observation says, I've never seen a married woman falling next to her husband. Did you get it? He says it's an attention-seeking exercise. I'm saying it for what it is. If my wife was to fall in church, I would really make her stand up. Are we together? And I am, can I bring it closer? The Bible says your hair is your glory. While you've got a glory nicely, why would the Holy Ghost make you roll on the floor? I refuse such a gospel, folks. I will never go that route because the Holy Ghost is not the author of confusion. I'm saying that if you can look surprised, I will say it. We don't want sisters to fall. I need a gospel that can make a woman stand up and say, that is the truth. I will live according to that truth. Are you here, folks? Rolling on the floor. Comments all over the place. Brothers not knowing where to look. Deacons taking off their jacket to cover their sister. Anyone to tell me it's the Holy Ghost? No, say. That is not the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's ancestral worship in certain cycles. I just said it. Amen. Amen. I'm not nice, sister, to come to the service, worship God, and still walk away home, still intact. Yes, you can worship your tears streaming down, but it's orderly. Hallelujah. In other words, you pass out after an hour, you don't even know what happened. You are telling what happened in church. No, folks, this message must be kept clean. This message must be kept clean. We are not Pentecostals and we are not going to go Pentecostal route. Are we together? It's fine for Pentecostal, but it will never work for us. What will work for us? The third pool ministry will work for us. And what is the third pool ministry? The fullness of the way becoming flesh. Amen. Are we still together? Brother says, 
you sit there until God has molded you and made you a new creature. The Holy Spirit has got a way to process you, to mold you, to, to, to smooth and rough edges. Hallelujah. To incinerate, to bend the old desire for sinful life and you emerge as a new creature. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. It's not to make you roll, but it's to make you stand and be the embodiment of the way until Christ is reproduced in you. I hope we are together. It says you are testing it now. Just testing it. But let the dove lead you right to the table. And the lamb and dove sat down together and feast forever upon the word of God. For it will stand where there is no heaven and earth. Before I get to them. Brother Brandon sees a vision in the booklet why I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He says in that vision, a vision broke out. And I was going northeast. And as I was going northeast, the voice said, I must turn and go west. And when I went west, he says, I saw fowls, beds. And he says, right there when I saw, maybe I can read it for you and tell you what it means. Are you still with me? Yeah, he says, I was then asked to go west. And as I was going west, I was facing a great mountain. It seems to be the mountain of the Lord. It had a towering high church temple on the top of it. I was then asked to, tell, to go westward, west towards the mountain. He said, I entered the mountain through a door. And on the inside, I was met by a woman who had a garment that might have been Snow White one time. Now, the garment was very soiled. She asked me if I was brother Billy, Billy Brenham. I replied, I am. She then introduced herself as, his, as Mrs. Methodist. I asked her why the spots on that lovely white garment. She replied, I have been so busy. And then I said to her, that's right. You Methodists have, had, have so many organizations and societies in your church. You haven't had much time for the Lord. The church has got many programs, but they don't have time for the Lord. Then she said, then she said, I was told that you were sent to me. Maybe I should awaken my husband. Then she disappeared. Remember, marriage and divorce comes into the picture. You can never be married to Christ while your husband is still alive. When she said, I want to go and awaken my husband, she wanted to reconcile herself to her husband. And she disappeared and never came back. And looking to my left, I saw a small heap of smooth baked bread. There were white fowls standing near it, but they wouldn't eat much of it. Then the Lord said to me, do you know them? I said, no. Then he said, that is your tabernacle. They won't eat the bread of life anymore. I'm sending you this way. Then I journeyed on westward. I was then brought to a plain where a platform was erected. Seemingly, it was under a large tent or auditorium. 
There were curtains drawn at the back of the platform. The Lord then said, told me to pull back the curtain. When I did, I saw a great mountain of the bread of life. He then said, feed this. And turning around, I saw white rope people coming from everywhere, making up a large audience. The following night after the vision over, I explained it to my church, just as the Lord had given it to me. What does it mean? When Brother Brenham was there in Brenham Tabernacle, there was a time even people did not have a place to sit. They were standing somewhere, even standing outside in the walls. And right there is the man of God who was preaching. When he came to the third pool, which is the bread of the hour, many of them refused to eat that. Are we together? And later he says, but take this. There are people that will come. And he took him to a higher platform where it was erected. And said people started coming to make up a large audience. And I believe I'm one of the people that came up to make up that large audience. So that we can access the bread of life. This message is for us, folks. But before it could be for us, there were people that were invited. Come to the wedding and they said, it is not for us. I've just bought an ox here. I'm busy with the field. Another one said, I just got married. But later, the king said, now it's time. Go to the highways. Go to the crossroads. Go to the people that never expected the invitation. And when you get there, find the cripple. Find the maimed. Find the downtrodden. Find the rejected. And tell them the king bids them to come to the feast. And I'm saying, I was not in a church building. I was not a church person. But the invitation found me in the crossroads. And this morning I can tell the devil, here I am. Participating or partaking from the table at the feast. And I'm not just partaking. Partaking is because before I walk in, he dressed me. He gave me the garment. Because I would have never gone to the table without a garment. What was that garment? The Holy Ghost brought out a new divine nature within me. I have got no old desires anymore. What? The Holy Ghost in the heart of the believer. Are you not happy? Had you not been rejected, some of you would not be here. He was rejected so that the rejected can come in. And that's why he said only the Holy Ghost filled. Bright will go into the rapture. And he said it must mean so much to you than anything else. What is the Holy Ghost? God in flesh. Why? When God is in you, he comes into the control room. And when he's in the control room, he controls the entire structure. Hallelujah. When God is within you, you are supposed to go that way, but you are going the opposite way. Because now you have become a prisoner to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's no longer your desires, it's no longer your will, but it's the Holy Ghost leading you to go where you need to go. Hallelujah. You love to dress in a certain manner, but that desire is not there anymore. What happened? The Holy Ghost came into the heart of the sister and bent the old desire. She became a new creature. Young men, when you receive the Holy Ghost, it finds you looking at every young girl. But from that time, you have no desire anymore. And that is why I say the Holy Ghost, it is the answer for the time. The Holy Ghost is when God immorphous himself to indwell his children. 
to have the preeminence and produce the life of holiness. The garment, the linen, it is the garment. It symbolizes the righteousness of the saint. You don't have righteousness. It is his righteousness. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. Now, the prophet of God says, in the message, ashamed. He says, wherever the eagles are, they will follow that food. Hallelujah. Whether it comes by a tape, or whether it comes by a weight, or a testimony, eagles will follow it to its headquarters. Well, I did. headquarters is not Jefferson V. No, 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 no. Heaven is the headquarters. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why the devil cannot ever trace our headquarters. They actually tasked a certain man who is responsible for the ecumenical movement. And this man, they told him to bring the churches together. He said, I've got a problem because there are certain churches that are scattered around the world. And whenever we want to come in touch with them, we cannot find them. Because what is happening? These people, they do not have headquarters. I said, you don't know, sir. We've got the headquarters, but it can never be traced by human people. You've got to be, you've got to repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost to get in touch with our headquarters. Our headquarters is in glory, folks. The headquarters can never, its mind can never change. Can God change his mind about his way? No, sir. If he spoke it, you receive it and live according to that way. They will follow that message no matter where they are. And that is why it brings us to where we speak about that supernatural element that Brother Steve touched on. That there was an invitation. All animals must make their way into the ark. But it had to be in person. The lion, the she-lion, looked at the he lion and said, it is us. And they started moving, going towards the ark. The she chicken looked at the he chicken and said, it's time. This is for us. Did Noah, it was the supernatural element that was pulling them. And while they were in that ark, small as it was, the lion and the zebra were in the ark. What prevented the lion from eating the zebra? The supernatural element. The Edenic condition was created in the ark. They became brothers right in the ark. How do you explain how the animals can come into the ark? It's beyond human comprehension. But they came anyhow. And today I'm looking at the people in this church. Different background, different natures. Different ways of doing things, but they came together. What brought them? The supernatural element. Are we together? Why, when the lion, the he lion and the she lion, when they were moving, why did they not stop and say, Why is it only the two of us? Is it the truth if it's only the two of us? Maybe the rest of us must come along. No, this message is for whosoever willeth. It found you among your family, but you were connected to the supernatural element. Brother Brennan say a mystery is a scripture that was once a mystery, but that is divinely revealed. But the supernatural remains despite the revelation. Amen. And that's why some of you, you thought you could go to somebody and say, listen, 
Matthew 28, verse 19 says, Go and baptize people in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And Acts 2.38 says, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You think it's just a debate and say, listen, Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. The name is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible cannot contradict this. You think somebody will catch it. It's not about comparing scripture to scripture. There is a supernatural element. You think that you will just go to somebody and say, Malachi 4, behold, I'll send you Malachi 4. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not about reading. But it's about somebody that reads. And the supernatural element connects the dots together. Are we together? Some can read the same scripture and say, it spoke about John. And when you say, but what happened to the dreadful day of the Lord before the Elijah can come? Or after Elijah came? How many years has it been since John came? But we have never had the dreadful day of the Lord. They say, I don't understand, but I know it was referring to John. But when it comes to the right seat, behold, I will send you in that to you. There is a supernatural element. He sees himself in that you. And he says, oh, I see myself. That must be Elijah. Because what? His, the way you spoke to me has had an effect. Amen. Why can't somebody explain to you, tell you that there is no God? You can ask, have you seen him? Have you shook his hand? But still you say, I know he lives. Have you got a proof? Yes, you've got a proof. You were living a certain life and your life changed. What changed it? Who changed it? Who made you move about the habits that you used to have? And maybe while you are still battling with that, and I did say it here, you were a tiny seat, very tiny had billions of your brothers and sisters and you were released and hundreds of billions of your brothers you took a race with them but you outran them because whoever made it to the egg fence is the one that was going to be manifested and you ran that race and when you ran that race nobody must ever tell you that you are not a good swimmer you had to swim upstream and you had to go through an ascetic cruel passage to make it to the egg. And did you have intelligence? You didn't have intelligence. Do you remember? You don't remember. But here you are. What, who made you and protected you when you were still a tiny cell? Who protected you? Who made sure that you make it and here you are? And in that tiny cell, it was just a bit of liquid. But now I'm looking at bones. I'm looking at beards. But there must be intelligence that knew that within that small liquid, there is pierce, there is the there is bones, but here you are a big man, but you were once a tiny cell. Who protected you then? Yeah. Who protect your mother could not protect you, your father could not protect you. Some great intelligence protected you, and here you are. Amen. So why would you doubt God's provision now? Amen. I'm just going to ask. Brother Branham says in this message, the present stage, the present stage of my ministry, he says, All men have forsaken me. 
but there's one thing, he stood by me. I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision that happened down on the river. I've stayed true to him. He's been true to me. I'm trusting in him someday, I don't know when, for a crowning of my ministry. I've stayed just as true as I could be. I don't know what it will be. I don't know when it will be. Just when he's ready, I am. I don't care. I hope he will crown my ministry of this, of letting me take the clothes of the weight and dress his pride in the clothes of the weight for his righteousness. And that is why in our time, uh, in our generation, the thing they see, but they are blind. They think they are rich, but they are miserable. They think they are clothed, but they are naked. Yes. Hallelujah. Sometimes the physical nakedness reflects the spiritual nakedness. Did you catch that one? Yes. Amen. And sometimes when your brother Brenham says, when I came to Africa for the first time, he says there were 30,000 people, the natives. And he says when the Holy Spirit moved upon the, that audience, he says, you know how we used to be in traditional attire, breast all out, but he says when the Holy Spirit moved out, he says women began to cover themselves. Amen. What happened? That is what the Holy Ghost will do. Are we together? Amen. Women began to cover themselves, realized that they were naked. But no one ever preached to them that they were naked. The Holy Ghost moved and the effect they realized we must be covered. And that same Holy Ghost in the end time has returned. And that is why I've got a problem with, uh, or let me just leave it there. Amen. You know, those people that say, Jesus is only in the heart. Why do you speak about the attire? There is a reason why I'm wearing a suit to preach. Why did I not come wearing shorts? Are, we are, you, are, you, are you with me? Yes. The way you are dressed sometimes determines what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Can I go further on it? Yes. Uh, I was in Rustenburg. They were saying they were burning down houses where prostitutes stay. And somebody told me that don't go into Rustenburg CBD. They are burning houses. I said, how do they know that it's prostitutes who stay in those houses? Then he looked at me funny. I said, no, I want to know, because there are women out there. Say, no, the way they are dressed. I said, oh, the dressing identifies a person. Uh, are you here, folks? Amen. Amen. I hope you will crown me, and let me stand on that day and say, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And Brother Brenham, during the discernment, he says in this message, sitting there, Christ is identified in the same old generation, sitting there, a man who wants the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's hunting for a job. Do you believe that God will give you the Holy Ghost and give you the job? I don't know, I just put it here. Maybe there is somebody that is meant for here, but the same Holy Ghost that can give you, God that can give you the Holy Ghost, he can as well give you a job. Are we together? But once we've got the garment, then we qualify to go to the wedding supper. You can never go to the wedding supper unless you've got the garment. And the garment is not given there, it's given right now here. What is the garment? The Holy
Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, is the one that will make sure that you get into the rapture. Are we together? Only the Holy Ghost filled bride is going into the rapture. And the Holy Ghost is not jumping up and down in church. It is the quality of life. The same life that Jesus Christ lived, the Holy Ghost reproduces the same life in 2018 in you. That is the true evidence of the Holy Ghost. It will lead you to the revealed word of the hour. That is why in our time you cannot say you've got the Holy Ghost and not know who Malachi 4 is. Because the Holy Ghost will drive you to Malachi 4. Are we together? And then the Holy Ghost has got a way of identifying a true prophet. A true prophet, as I said the other time, is not somebody that say, receive a house, receive a... No, 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 no. A true prophet is somebody that brings the way, and the word brings a conviction. You look at yourself and say, I'm not, am I worthy? Then you repent. And when you repent, the, the way teaches you. Then preaching condemns you. But teaching places you positional. Then you know who you are in God's economy. Are we together? Yeah. Then you know which garment yeah. you need to wear to go to the wedding supper. Are we together? Yeah. It's not a garment of education. It's not a garment of culture. Yeah. It's not a garment of tradition. But it's the garment of the Holy Ghost yeah. when it comes upon the life of the believer and transforms the life of the believer. So until the unbelievers look at you and say, goodness, Christ resides in that man. Christ resides in that woman. How will they know who we are? By their fruits we shall know them. And how do you bear the fruit? Christ in you will bear the fruit. I wish you get God bless you, Rishnay. While musicians are coming, in the message, Lord, grace, it says when God gives a poor man the Holy Ghost, is the same Holy Ghost he gives the rich man. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's no lesser Holy Ghost or more Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost. Yeah. God bless you, rich days. We stand to our feet. Amen. We depend on the power from above. Brother Jimmy. That's where we stay.
pray you can say Jehovah is your name. You are a mighty conqueror, great and better.
feeling well. Uh, I mean, it's still today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think it was little brother Ngozi. Sister Ngozi here. When she can she wave her hand when she is oh thanks brother okay uh, they had their aunt was not feeling very well in the fall and they came and said pastor we are going there uh, what can we do she's not feeling well so I said uh, uh, you know brother Brandon used to do that he would say Give me a handkerchief, pray for an item. And I said, let me pray for this item. You go there with it. And I prayed for the item. They went there. She couldn't wake up from the bed. She just couldn't. She was more confined to the bed. But when they got there and they did what I told them to do, oh, she stood from the bed and they took her to the hospital and the doctor said we cannot find anything wrong with her. Is she still well, brother? Is she still well, your aunt? Oh, okay. Amen. Now, if God can do that for his aunt, God can do that for brother Jody's mother. When we come Remember, sometimes Brother Prem says the level of the faith is not the same. Sometimes we that have long been in the battle, we need to take their faith a little bit higher. I'm going to do what needs to happen scripturally. I would lay hands on her and believe that God will undertake for us. Only believe, only believe all things are possible as she comes to the fore.
God sees your hand, my brother. God sees your hand, my sister. God sees your hand, young man. God sees your hand, young woman. And we are going to pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We have just sung this song that was the theme of this ministry in the end times. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible. Whenever this song was sung in those meetings, the angel of the Lord would come and fill up the place with his presence. And I believe this morning the same angel is here. And he can move from seat to seat and minister to the needs of your people. And Lord, even without me knowing what troubles the heart, that angel can search the heart. He knew this request even before they could be there. He knew what the remedy should be there even before there could be problems. And right now, we only believe that all things are possible. When you were here 2,000 years ago, you spoke this way. What is impossible with men is possible with God. Right now in the building, I believe there is nothing impossible as long as every heart can have the right mental attitude towards the scriptures and the scripture will come alive at this point in time. And I say, Satan, we are not the defeated people. We are the invincible army. We have been equipped by the message of the hour. We have been equipped by this move of God in the end time. And for all your tactics, we've got an answer. And we can speak the word and things will happen. And right at this point in time, may you bring deliverance to the men and women that have raised their hands, dear God. And I say through this prayer, may you go and move and do the miraculous. Through this prayer, if there are a new bunch of cells to be created, I'm saving a God who is a creator. I'm saving a God who created many things. Some of them we have never seen them with the naked eye, but he is the same God, and he's here in the building. And I know you will do those things, dear God. And Heavenly Father, above everything, every visitor that is here, they've had the way when we are praying. May you be the after, after speaker. May you be the inside teacher. May you take whatever has been spoken here and bring a meaning and life to it, dear God. I know you can do it, dear God. You have never failed even one time. One time the Israelites faced the Red Sea. You opened the Red Sea. No one opened. You opened the Red Sea. One time you spoke through the mouth of Joshua and you stopped the sun. You are the same God. Nothing has changed. And this morning we can lift you out of history and show the world that you are the present tense God. Hallelujah. You are the same God. And may you undertake for us, dear God, whatever needs that are there, may you minister to them. Whatever deliverance that is needed, may you bring deliverance. My greatest desire is that every man and woman that is within the sound of my voice can come to the full stature of a perfect man and embrace the message of the hour and know what God has done in the end time and be clothed with the garment of the way. There is somebody that is battling in the building, maybe having mental battles at this point in time. Through this prayer, we say, set them free. Let there be inner peace. As we commit every man and woman here to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
this name I know, it will humble Jesus. Through this name, we can get whatever we want. Because there is no name that was given to the human race outside which they can be saved, except the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the name of Jesus Christ, may you grant every man and woman their heart's desire. Amen and amen. God bless you richly. And all the best for those that were not here last week for 2018. May God be there. Bring all your plans to fruition. Fruition. Amen. May you make them to be a reality. May you fight your battles. God bless you richly. Amen. Give us a song. Yeah. Okay.